Rising action. Rising action. Right, so should be good to go. I believe so. I just want my phone call. What do we actually know? Rising action podcast. Welcome back to the Rising Action Podcast. I am one of your hosts. I am Josh, and over there is Grayson. And today, we're going to do a fun little episode about some things that we enjoy in movies. But, yeah! Uh, <laughs> before we do all that, let's knock out all the uh, the housekeeping items. You can follow us slash this podcast on Instagram. The username for that is risingaction underscore. And you can follow me on the Instagram and the Twitter at Josh Johnson 98 with two N's. And you can follow Grayson in the same places at Schradester8. And, uh, you know, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. Share the podcast with your friends if you feel so inclined. That would, that would be great for us because, you know, more people listening means we're happy and we wake up with smiles on our faces. I do like that, yeah. Yeah, it's the best. Plus, um, it can help Grayson not work at a golf course. So there's that too. But anyways, uh, moving on. (laughs) Uh, This week, we're just going to dive right into it. Um, uh, Grayson actually had the idea to talk about some things that we personally enjoy in movies. I know a lot we've talked about some more uh, objective things about movies that are just kind of like generally understood and, and we've kind of jumped all over the place. But this week, we're going to be selfish, and we're going to point the spotlight back on us and the things that we like, because we're, uh, we're vain like that. So this week, hey, we're going to talk about some things that we personally enjoy in movies, and yeah. we're going to kick this off where I'm going to lob it over to Grayson, and we're just going to dive right into it. So if, yeah. if you're going to watch a movie, first off, how about this? I'm going to give you a scenario. I'm going to make this really easy for you. If you are um, surfing around on Netflix on your day off, okay, and you're just kind of scrolling through the movies that are there, what is most likely to catch your eye? What's something that if you hadn't heard about it or weren't really sure, if you didn't know what you were going to watch and you had some free time, you had a couple hours to do whatever you want, what is going to be something that is most going to make you want to watch it? That is kind of a that's kind of a loaded question, but I'll try to make it, it simple. It, it it depends first of all on like the day and my mood. So like I am a very I like all sorts of genres when it comes to movies. Like I will watch romantic comedies, I'll watch action movies, I'll watch thrillers, I'll watch noirs, whatever it may be. I will probably watch it if it comes down to what mood I'm in and what um, also. A lot of the reason is the actor and the director. But yeah. let's say on like a day like today, where it's very rainy outside, um, it I've got work called off today, hallelujah, I have nothing to do, no homework, nothing, this is a rare occasion, I'm like, you know, I'm probably going to watch a movie that is, I would say, on like a, like a darker toned movie. Yep. And, but honestly, like... I think one of the biggest things to catch my eye immediately, like I said a second ago, is the actors in the movie. Like, it can be a movie that I have no idea who's directing it, but, like, if I see an actor, and, like, first of all, also the title, to be honest, and the synopsis seems interesting enough, I'll watch it. Like, I'll think back to a year ago, and while I didn't inherently love this movie, like, I didn't hate it, I just thought it was kind of whatever, you know? But when I'm initially engaged by a movie, it's like... There was a movie called Fractured. Do you remember that movie that had Sam Worthington in it? It's on oh. Netflix. And we were talking about it, I believe. I've seen probably um, too many Sam Worthington Netflix movies, and they kind of all are together in this little cesspool of mediocre. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> what it was. But I remember it was like a day where it was like, uh, oh, hello, Norton Lifelock. Please get out of my face. Um, there was... <laughs> There was like that movie popped up and I was like, Sam Worthington, I haven't seen him in anything in a while. I like him though. He's all right. And, um, and I watched it and I was like, that was okay. But that, yeah, that's like a different question than like, you know, 
a movie that I'm going to enjoy or like what I find enjoyable in a movie. You okay, know? so are you like a planned movie watcher or are you a compulsive movie watcher? Like, do you plan out, okay, I'm going to watch this movie next when I get a free moment or are you like just kind of surfing around and you just find something and you're like, yeah, I'll, I'll watch this. Uh, yeah, I think it's more like compulsory. Okay, but it also depends I'm on like not. what I have in my arsenal. Yeah, yeah. See, I know you're very planned. I'm, I'm so someone planned. that like I will plan to watch a movie, and yeah, I know what you mean. Like I, like for this week, for example, I watched two two new movies, and both of them were very much like I was in the mood for some a movie like that. So I felt I was like, you know what, I'm gonna finally watch this movie. Like, there's a couple movies that if it was like you you would have planned them out and I'd like watch them no matter what your mood was. For me, it's like, let's see, I have, uh, let me look. See, so out of the the three movies I need to watch right now, I have bad times at the El Royale, which I really want to watch. Yep. I have Dunkirk, which I still have never seen. Don't shoot me. Oh my God. I've seen that like eight uh, times already. (laughs) And then Phantom Thread. All right. Yep. Two of those movies today honestly kind of lined up with like... Phantom Thread you know, is a great movie for today. Also, Dunkirk is a great movie for today. And Bad Times at the El Royale because it's also like a thriller. So all of them, like all those movies lined up, but I was also just kind of like, meh, you know? Like I have to... It's just so like off the cuff for me that I'm like when it comes to those movies. Um, but I don't feel like that really answers the question of like what intrigues me or what is a movie makes me like a movie, you know? Um, do you I like a, movies based on genre? Is that a thing for you? Yeah. I mean, there's certain genres that I definitely like more than others. Yeah. Um, I, I would say, um, so I created like a, like a small list of movies that I thought off the top of my head that I just really love. Yeah. And honestly, I mentioned three of them already, like, because I guess they were the first ones that come to mind, but, mm-hmm. uh, Thrillers are, are one. Yep. Noirs. And then I guess like sci-fi or like sci-fi action. So like I, I have a small list and these are just movies like just thought off the top of my head. I have Tron Legacy is one of my favorite movies of all time. What? And yeah. Yeah. Really? And that's what I, and that, yeah. And so like that movie is like very dark and atmospheric. The soundtrack is done by Daft Punk. It's super cool. The action scenes are really well done. It's a little somber, but it feels like... It is more of like an action movie because it's Disney, you know. But I love right. that movie, the cinematography, the CGI, everything. Then I have like The Guest, which you know I, I'm a big fan of that movie. That's mm-hmm. like definitely like a 80s like slasher homage, but like but like kind of sci-fi a little bit as well. With a li- and like a little bit of action in there too. Like it, yeah. it's very it, but it has like all these genre pieces that I really like. Um, I've got Drive, which is probably my favorite movie of all time. That's like yep. a that's like an action noir, I would say, um, in a weird way. But it's also like crime. I don't know. It's, but they kind of. I all just fall watched in that movie again vein. the other day. Really? Yeah. I introduced Haley to it, so. It oh, was, it was a you win. liked it, right? Do what? You liked it though, right? Like, oh yeah. You still like no, it? Okay, a, it's really making, good. I thought the the tone in your voice made it seem like oh, I didn't like it anymore. No, 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 like, no. It's yeah. it's really good. Yeah. And then, like, the last one is, like, Blade Runner 2049. Like, all yeah. of those movies that I just listed are, like, kind of in this... Like, I have a, a, a style or an aesthetic, I guess. Yeah. Um, but, like... I mean, I don't know. It's, like... I don't know. I feel like the more that I think about it, though, all those movies in particular, like... I think it really comes down to the performances and the like tone of a movie, I guess. Yeah. Like all of those movies either have really good right performances or a really cool like tone and style to them, especially drive the guest blader in 2049 and even Tron. They all have like the dark kind of neon vibe to them, I guess, but that's not like exclusively what I like, you know, cause I also thought about like Django unchained or, um, um, like other Western movies that I was thinking of, like there's yep. movies that I definitely prefer where it's like super high octane action. 
um, really stylistic cinematography, um, kind of outlandish, wacky performances. Um, yep. I don't know. So I, I feel like you have a more defined style and, and like what you like, I guess. A little. I'm. I'll be honest. I'm kind of picky with movies that I watch. Like I don't think I will watch a movie yeah. that I am not anticipating liking. Um, I realized that the other day. I was looking at my letterboxed ratings, and I realized a whole bunch of them get like four stars. And yeah. I realized it's just that I don't watch movies that I think I'm going to not like. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the few movies that have low ratings on my Letterboxd are movies that I thought I would like and just didn't. Um, yeah. And I'm normally yeah. pretty accurate with my you know, prediction of whether or not I'm going to like a movie. And sometimes I'm pleasantly surprised. Like It's better than I thought it would be. And rarely I am you know, not pleasantly surprised where I realize the movie stinks. But... Uh, basically that is to say I do kind of have a style, but it's, it's, there's a whole lot of factors that go into it. One is I do have genres that I really, really like. I love sword and sandal medieval, um, you know, basically medieval and like ancient sword and sandal kind of movies. I'm a huge fan of them. Um, some of my favorite movies ever gladiator, uh, Braveheart, kingdom of heaven, um, the King movies like that, that just kind of fit that like even outlaw king and and that's probably why i liked game of thrones so much initially was it was in that genre that i just get really really into um the book i'm writing is that kind of genre as well so mm-hmm. i'm a huge fan of that and and stories like that so that will automatically get me into it but also director actor combinations as well so i was thinking about the King when it came out or when the trailers were coming out for it, I'm a huge Timothy Chalamet fan. And so when that trailer came out and I saw Timothy Chalamet in a medieval movie playing Henry, the, was it fifth? Henry, the fifth, I think, or fourth or I don't know when he's playing Henry. Um, I was like, Oh, okay. So we already have genre is a check and then actor check Frankly, I didn't care who was directing it. It turned out to be David Michaud, and and I had never heard of him before that movie, and then I've watched a couple of his other movies since, and he's a great director. But um, those two things off the bat, I was like, okay, I'm watching this. If you have a genre that I'm into plus an actor that I'm a fan of, I'm automatically going to watch it. Um, yeah. I also am a huge Western fan, but not like goofy dumb westerns i don't know (laughs) if that's i don't know we talk about westerns a lot on here and it's kind of become a trope of this podcast but um i'm a really big fan of westerns especially homages to old westerns i think slow west is one of my favorite westerns it's probably why i watched bone tomahawk to be honest with you because i saw that it was going to be a western even though it was really not that much of a western um well that's not true. It's definitely a Western, but it's got other yeah. themes in there. Um, but I also will look at Rotten Tomatoes ratings. And that's just to kind of get a barometer for is it good or bad? And I don't put a whole yeah. lot of stock in it other than if it's got a really low rating, like if it's got sub 30%, I'm going to be like, okay, this movie probably isn't that good. If it's got like 80, 75, 80% or higher, it's probably going to be pretty good. Um, yeah. And that's not to say that it is the end-all, be-all, like, is this movie going to be good or not? I think that there's a lot of films that I really, really like that have, like, 50s, you know, percentage ratings on there. And I think that would be considered very mediocre. And I was like, this movie's awesome. So I'll take a look at it if I'm considering watching something. But I am really calculated with movies that I'll watch. And yeah, that's... I don't know, like my dad, for example, is the polar opposite. Like he just surfs YouTube and Netflix and just watches random stuff that catches his eye. And I feel like there's a lot of people that do that as well. And so sometimes when I'll be watching a movie uh, or about to watch it, and I literally will plan it out and be like, all right, I've got three hours of free time Tuesday night. I'm going to watch fill in the blank movie. Like maybe I'll just be like, I'm going to watch Top Gun. And then dad's over here like, like with Bone Tomahawk, he'd already seen it from surfing YouTube and yeah. 
and I hadn't known okay. he'd seen it. And then he told me later, he was like, oh, yeah, I saw that like two months ago at yeah. two in the morning okay. on YouTube. So, so okay, to kind of like backtrack on what I was saying a little bit, I'm like half planned, but also like half off the cuff. Like, I'm going to be honest, I don't go on Netflix and browse movies to watch. No. Like, if I'm going to watch a movie, I know that I'm going to like a a certain list I've of seen movies the trailer that I'm probably going to watch. Or I've already known about it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like, so, like The Devil movie, All the so, Time. That's a movie on yes. my list. I saw the trailer. I was interested in it. And it's on my list of movies to see. So that was the thing. I was about to actually just mention that movie. Really? I've been planning to watch that movie for the past two weeks, and I finally saw it a couple days ago. Was it good? And that was the movie that I... Oh, it was great. It, I, I loved it. Um, I don't, it's not it's not perfect, but it's like it. But I really enjoyed it. And that was a thing. Like I saw that movie, and you were talking about all the boxes. Like I didn't really know the director, but I'm like it has it has a really interesting plot. It's got and Tom setting. Holland, it's got Tom it's got Holland, got Robert, Robert Pattinson, Pattinson, Sebastian Stan, Bill Skarsgård. Yeah, like, Bill Skarsgård is such a, a slept-on actor. Just, you know, when there's parts that. Oh yeah, he's so good. There's a little bit of delay going on here. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I know he was in It and it's played okay. and played Pennywise, but um, oh yeah, I feel he like is, he is exceptional in this movie, by the way. And like that you know, family, I about the same thing. Did you, do you know like how many people in that family are famous actors? They're all related. Yeah, so there's Stellan Skarsgård, who's been in about 300 bajillion movies. Yeah, yeah, dude is. Incredible! I just watched a movie the other day with him in it, and I was like, "Holy frick, that's the old man of the family." <laughs> yeah. And then you have and Bill Skarsgård, and then you have um, Alexander Skarsgård. Alexander Skarsgård, who played Tarzan. Yeah. I honestly hadn't seen him in anything other than that, but I was like, "Oh, okay." There's another one, and then yeah. there's a fourth one that was in the show Vikings, and he played a character called Floki. Fantastic. Character. Are you sure they're all related, or they just don't? They they're just don't all related. Have the same name. It's all the same family. Okay. So there's four in that family that are actors, and they're all... I mean, I don't know much about Alexander other than Tarzan, and Tarzan was very mediocre, so I won't commit to the fact that he's a great actor. Three yeah. of the four are confirmed great actors. So, yeah. anyway. Bill Skarsgård is amazing in this. I will say this is probably Tom Holland's best performance. Really? Um, but I, I thought of the same thing, like, you're talking about actors and things that appeal to you in, like, the setting... I'm look like I'm looking at my letterbox list here right now, and like of some of the movies I've watched recently. Tenet was a movie that we obviously knew. We all knew it was coming out. Yeah, yeah, like we, we knew even but like without Christopher Nolan, like oh, Robert Pattinson, John David Washington, and like this weird like sci-fi. I needed heist nothing thing going other on. than Christopher Nolan. Yeah, but even past that, you're like okay, Extraction. I saw the trailer for that movie, yeah. and I was like, Chris Hemsworth kicking the crap out of dudes, but with Russo brothers, like okay, cool. Invisible Man was a movie that I'm like, mm-hmm. yep, need to see that. Um, yep. Like when I see, and I mean that's a good thing about trailers and everything. I was Knives about to say out. that's a trend. There's a trend here that if we see a trailer and we are intrigued by it, we're probably going to watch it. Yeah, I or think trailers are a least, big thing. Someone will tell me interest. about it. That mm-hmm. too. That's how I found out about Invisible Man because at first. I didn't think much of it, and then I remember you told me, dude, you need to watch that. It's really, really good, and I watched it, and I was like, okay, yeah, this is a gem. Yeah, same thing happened with you and Seth last year with The King. Like, mm-hmm. you guys were like, you need to watch The King, and I was like, okay, I'll check it out, and i watch it, and I was like, holy crap, that was really, really good. Like, yeah. uh, And so it's very rare for me to go on Netflix or Hulu or Amazon, whatever it may be, and be like, I'm bored, I want to watch a movie, like, I make use of my time by watching things that are on my list and I know I need to watch. Like, if I have if I have more time tomorrow, I probably will end up watching. Um, I'll probably end up watching Bad Times at the El Royale because I really want to watch that movie. Yeah. Um. It it all depends if it's raining tomorrow. Same thing happened last night. I was like, uh, this isn't a movie per se, but it, it it's very cinematic. It was like, you know what, The Boys season two just finished wrapping up. I'm gonna yeah. watch the first episode. I need and to I watch it. the first episode last night. Really good, man. I'm yeah. like, I'm glad I'm like, I'm just glad that all the episodes are out now because I can kind of just go at my own pace and not really feel like there's any pressure. Yeah. But I know it was silly. Like, I could have watched, I probably would be up to episode seven or eight now had I like actually watched them as they were going along. But yeah. like, it's fine. Like, I, I just wanted to be able to watch them at my own pace. And so, yeah. do you have to be I, in I'm a mood for movies? Is that a thing? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. I like, Me depending, too. like, like uh, there's certain movies that will be on my list, 
and I'm like, I cannot watch this movie today because like it, it'll be like, <laughs> like I'll think about um, like I wanted to watch Prisoners for years, uh-huh. and I remember I did not watch Prisoners until the week of Thanksgiving on a rainy day when I was sick during Thanksgiving break, and I was like. This is a perfect setting for this because it takes place during Thanksgiving. It's cold. It's raining. I'm sick. Like, I want to watch this movie. And I've been wanting to watch it forever. The same thing applies with, like, all these other movies. Like, okay, this week I watched also Brightburn. Mm -hmm. And I've been dying to see that movie. And first of all, really good. Check out our Comic Blast episode where me and Keenan are going to just kind of do a full, all-encompassing episode on Brightburn. Because the reason we chose it is, or the reason I chose it is because I've been wanting to watch that movie since it came out and I never saw it in theaters and I was like okay I want to watch a new movie Keenan hasn't seen this movie it mm-hmm. was at Walmart for 14 bucks I know I'm going to want to own this movie because I'm a huge Superman fan and like a slasher horror fan the concept of this sounds really cool cool actors cool setting everything like that and it's the perfect setting for it it's late at night in October like this is the ber- like the perfect storm, and that'll help me enjoy a movie. Yep, so much more. You know, like it's not one of those things that like okay, this week I'm going to rewatch the Amazing Spider-Man two. It's one of those things where I'm like, if I'm having a bad day or like I just really get in the mood to watch a Spider-Man movie, I'll just pop it in. You know, yeah. Um, so, you know, it's really like I almost encourage people to. For any story, I feel like you will enjoy something far more if you watch it, play it, read it, whatever, when you're in the mood for it, you know? Mm-hmm. However, I will say there are some times where you'll, there's certain movies that you'll just never be in the mood for and you just have to force yourself to watch it. <laughs> if Feel Street Could Talk is probably in there for me right now. Really? I need to watch it. I own it. It's been sitting on my shelf for probably two months and I just haven't yet mustered the courage to just be like, I'm just going to do it because I know it's going to be sad and I just don't feel like being depressed. I'm a huge, also, I didn't even mention this, but I'm a huge fan of comedy or funny movies. I will watch, it doesn't matter. That's probably the one genre that I don't have to plan at all. If I'm going to compulsively watch a movie and it's funny, like I do not care at all. Um, I know one movie that I compulsively watched was the nice guys. And I know you had told me to watch it. So there was a little bit of that as well. But I just compulsively watched it one day, and I was so happy. Like, that movie is fantastic. It's so funny, but, like, comedy will get me to watch the movie no matter what. Um, Mm -hmm. Even if it's not great and it's funny, I'm I'm a fan. Like, Central Intelligence came out a couple years ago, and it was not good. Like, it was dumb. But I laughed laughed so much that I didn't care. Yeah. I think it's you're definitely more prone to watch a movie that's going to make you happier. Yeah. Or, like rather than it's almost like sad it's like music in a way where yeah. like you're if you're more likely to listen to happy music than you are sad music you have to be in the mood to watch a movie like with that specific kind of tone you know yeah um even if you're in a meh mood and you watch a happy movie you're gonna feel happier after watching it yep um rather than like prisoners again for example like, that's depressing that like it's a depressing bleak movie like yeah. it's just it's a te- like the whole concept of it is terrible it's an it's an amazing movie one of my favorite movies of all time but i'm not like on a sunny day or it's 75 degrees i'm like ah yeah i want to watch a movie and have a great afternoon i'm not gonna watch prisoners like no. <laughs> i'm gonna watch like i'll probably watch i don't know like a like a comedy or an action movie or something or just something a lot more lighter in tone mm-hmm. um there's another element of this that is just like director trust. Um, if there's directors mm. that we've seen movies that we know are going to be, or that have been good in the past, we'll take a chance on a movie by a director. Just like, okay, Christopher Nolan has not made a bad movie yet. So nope. when the announcement came out that Tenet was coming out, before we even knew it was Tenet, like I didn't care what it was. I was going to watch it. We didn't know what it. it was, except it no. was the title. Yeah. We had no clue anything, and I was like, I'm going to watch it because Christopher Nolan's name is on it. Like, I literally don't care. He could make a movie about anything. He could make a movie about a traveling pumpkin, and I'd be like, yep, I'm in. Like, yeah, doesn't matter. would. Right. You know? <laughs> well, yeah. But, like, yeah. also, we've done an episode on Denis Villeneuve, and he's kind of the same I way. I will see where it's like, anything he puts out. 
anything anything <laughs> and it just so happens the next one is dune so like okay i will watch that anyway oh, because absolutely. it's dune yeah. but you know there's a certain level of like robert eggers is another one for me he made the witch and the lighthouse and both of those movies are fantastic and i will watch every movie he puts out till the day i die like i don't care Even if they're super weird or whatever like he's also his next film I think is going to be the Viking? a Viking movie. He's also slated yeah. to do a Nosferatu remake, but I think he's doing oh, the Viking movie first. Yeah. Right. So yeah, it's like, I'm watching both of those one because I already know he can do horror or just weird off putting things. So I know Nosferatu is going to be really freaking scary. It's going to be good, but also he's doing a Viking movie and I'm already a fan of period pieces, stuff like that. So cool but also robert eggers has established a reputation for doing historical accuracy in his movies and so that's just another added level of realism that i'm just going to be all over so that viking film whenever it comes out i'm probably going to love it like it might be my favorite one he's made and it may not even be the best one he's made but it just it blends that genre that i like and a director that i'm a fan of so there's another level of that like a, a david lowry if he releases a movie, I'm much more likely to watch that than if it's like Michael Chien France or something like that. Like there's yeah. a level of director belief or, or director buy-in that directors that I recognize that I know I'm going to watch their movies. Then, you know, Alejandro, yeah. uh, in he releases a movie. I'm going to go watch it just cause I mean, he made the Revenant like, you know the Safdie brothers. I'll probably watch all the stuff that they make because I love them. I don't know, man. Like, Uncut Gems. I didn't love it. It was I, so I, off-putting. I, see, I, I didn't love Uncut Gems either, and that was a movie that, like, I was kind of, kind of get into that because you were discussing movies that you were excited about and you, you knew you were gonna go see, mm-hmm. but didn't like as much as you thought you were. That was one of those movies that I walked out and I was like, that was good, but not at all what I was hoping for or like yeah. expecting, I guess. But at the same time, I still appreciated the craft of that movie and I still love Good Time. To the good Time is really like, good. The Safety Brothers, like they're super cool dudes and I like their like the the movies they put out. Mm-hmm. Uncut Gems, I think, like one of those things. Objectively, it is an is an amazing movie, but subjectively, but, it wasn't that enjoyable. Yeah, for me, I'm just kind of like. Eh. Yeah, no, like... (laughs) There's a huge difference as well between movies that I think everybody would agree are great and then movies that everybody would agree are great and then movies that we personally feel are great. And a lot of times Mm -hmm. we do bring this up in, you know, our little sidebar, you know, rants on here where we're talking about, this is a movie that's really, really awesome. I'm a big fan of it. And sometimes they're not necessarily movies that are universally agreed upon to be good like the king yeah. is universally agreed upon to be pr- like good but not great great but right. it's a movie that i think is great and Same. it's because there's several factors that kind of go into it that is just personal taste i'm a huge fan of a lot of things that happen to line up for that movie that i was automatically gonna like anyway mm-hmm. um you know same thing with me for like star wars where it's like yeah. Star Wars, I think, is objectively speaking, a super flawed franchise that's always had trouble, and I acknowledge that as mm-hmm. like a fan of the franchise. But also as a fan of the franchise, like I, I've said this, we, we had a discussion one time. I think we were all uh, drinking some coffee or something. It was me, you, and Seth, and we were like, "I'm not gonna go like not watch a Star Wars. Like I'm right. not gonna not like a Star Wars. I'm not like, gonna I'm ignore like, a Star true. Wars movie." Yeah, I'm like, there's like all Star Wars movies. I I like to some degree, like even if I admit that they're not. Actually, I I will go as far to say all Star Wars movies I love, even if they are really flawed, because there's something that I can take out of those movies and mm-hmm. automatically enjoy because I have my Star Wars goggles. Because you've on. you've uh, like <laughs> bought into the whole franchise, you know? Yeah. Like to a, mm-hmm. like you they it doesn't matter if there's Star Wars on something, you're gonna watch it. Yep, same thing with the MCU, DC. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, yeah, I've, even with, like, the the direction of the DCEU, mm-hmm. uh, of with, like, those movies, like, a lot of the recent ones, not been that great. But we went to go, see, I went to go see Birds of His Prey 
and I invited you and like we both we both weren't really excited to see that movie. Like no. <laughs> we both were just kind of like whatever. And but let's be honest, time at the theaters. If like, you didn't invite me to see that movie, I would not have ever seen it. That was yep, a Exactly. We're just hanging out with the friends and just happened to be watching this movie, but outside of yeah. that, there's no shot I would have been watching that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's so weird like how how you'll get compelled to watch a movie sometimes. Um because I think back to like 1917 was a movie that like we we saw trailers for and we were like, "Ooh, that looks good. We got to go see that." Yeah. And unfortunately, it did not align where we saw it at the same time. We saw it at the same day, but like didn't see it at the same time. Yeah. Either way, we both. I actually, like, contrary to popular belief, I was not super duper excited about 1917 from the first trailer. I um, wasn't either. I don't. I it was. It seemed very mediocre to me, and so it wasn't until I realized. This movie is entirely one take, or the appearance yep. of one take. That I was like, "Oh, I'll, I'll give it a shot," you know. To me, it looked like World War One Dunkirk. Yeah, and Dunkirk was a movie that, like, the reason I also haven't watched it, and I know I'm going to like it. It's one of those things that, like, none of the trailers for Dunkirk really appealed to me that much. Like, I'll be like, the cinematography looks really good, but like, there's nothing like crazy about it until you, I think you told me that. Or maybe I looked it up myself. That yeah, the entirety of 1917 was going to be one shot. I was like, oh, that sounds really cool. Yeah. And also, it's a cinema. It was directed by Sam Mendes, who mm-hmm. did Skyfall, and which Roger is Deakins probably, did the cinematography as well. Which which is a great duo, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Roger Deakins, I mean, one of the best cinematographers out there, and Sam Mendes, who directed probably out of all the James Bond movies I've seen, my favorite James Bond movie being Skyfall. Yeah. Um. Okay, so, so speaking like, of like mainstream, are you the kind of person that will purposely not see mainstream movies just to be different? Like, do you have that kind of personality <laughs> trait where you're like, oh, everybody's going to see this, I'm gonna not? Give me an example. Give me an example of something that you can think of that would be like considered mainstream. Okay, so. The main movies that I feel like are just like franchise blockbuster, it do, it doesn't matter what it is kind of thing. You've got obviously Marvel movies, Star Wars movies, um, and then you've also those. got your your like Mission Impossible's, um, and then James Bond is in there as well, which is kind of like the spy franchise. But um, I feel like it, it it it's like a franchise thing. Um, a so, lot of the mainstream so I blockbusters, I feel like, are franchises. Yeah. So here's the thing with franchises, no, uh, franchises that I have had a, you know, a prosperous uh, history. No, I'm not going to be afraid to go see him. What about like However, Jurassic World, Jurassic Park, stuff like that? Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> so I love Jurassic Park is one of my favorite movies of all time. I actually love the original Jurassic, the original three Jurassic Parks a lot Jurassic mm-hmm. World I thought was great at first and then the more I thought on it the more I was like this kind of was dumb and I didn't really <laughs> like it that much and so I did not see the second one and I it may wasn't see good. that like I heard it wasn't that great no and I want, but like they're revitalizing this third one a lot like they came out with like this short film that was apparently really good um so like I'm still invested but not like that invested but when you think of like pop of like really bad like rom-coms or action movies are basically movies with kevin hart and dwayne johnson uh <laughs> essential intelligence and melissa mccarthy and <laughs> oh god like you know yeah. those, those like those kind of movies you know like i will yeah. purposely not go see because when i see the trailers for them i'm like no yeah no I will yeah not it's go those see like slapsticky like action comedies that are just dumb yeah yeah, Melissa McCarthy action comedies, or like the the redo of Ghostbusters, which was, I was total about to say, cheeks. I I wanted to actually. I remember when that was coming out as a Ghostbusters fan. I was like, do I want to go see this? And then I never went to go see it in theaters because I'm like, this looks stupid. Dude. It was like, so this bad, looks bro. So, like I was really trying to be, like be excited for it because Ghostbusters, like, it, can you tell I like the '80s? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Ghostbusters again, <laughs> one of my favorite franchises of all time, but also like. I think of like the Terminator movies and like yeah. the Alien movies. Yeah, and those stuff. remakes are just like 
Although, I, the Alien remakes, I don't feel like you can crap on them because Prometheus was really good and Alien Covenant was really good. I haven't good. seen those. Okay, they're good. The I've Terminator the remakes stink. Yeah, oh, yeah. Because it's not. just like, so here's the thing. If, if there's a remake and you can tell, it's just kind of like, there's a cash cow here. People were big fans of the original franchise. We're going to make new ones and bring in some of the original actors so that you'll come see it. I'm not into it. Like that was what initially really kind of turned me off to solo was I saw, Oh, they're bringing back all these old actors to make people want to go see it. They're attaching Ron Howard. They're going to get a guy who looks just like Harrison Ford. And I'm like, yeah, but it, it's just going to be like a solo is the most cash cowy of all the star Wars movies. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, they're trying to tap into this nostalgia from the 80s and the late 70s that's like, you know, come watch all these old actors and characters that you fell in love with 30 years ago. And that seems to Rambo. never work. Remember the new Rambo movie that came out? Oh, jeez. I, I was like... I didn't no, watch sir. it. <laughs> I, I had a couple friends tell me that it was really good, but also these friends have seen every single Rocky movie every single Rambo movie, and I think their collective favorite film ever made is The Dark Knight, which I can't fault them for, but they've seen it each yeah. 40 times. So Yeah. I think, again, also of like the... Tra- There's a lot of these franchise movies that I'm like, as a, as a film lover, like, there's some that I'm like, I okay. love these franchises. Let's, let's, I love the let's, Genesis. Let's break that down a little bit because you brought okay. up something that I didn't even think about, but the Transformer okay. franchise is probably yeah. the quintessential example of what I'm trying to get at here, but it's it's movies that are going to make it. a lot of money, but they're, they're poop. They're not good, but people yep. will go see them. Would those be yeah. a kind of movie that you're like, yeah, I'll go give them a shot because, you know. It used to be. Not anymore. No, I the last Transformers movie I saw in theaters was Transformers Four. Which one was that? And one? act that was Age of Extinction with Mark Wahlberg. Okay, I was about um, to say which one did they bring in Mark Wahlberg and say goodbye? That to That one LaBeouf? was absolute dookie shoes, like <laughs> <laughs> so bad. The only cool thing was like I'll say anything with the actual Transformers is actually kind of sick. Like I'm not gonna lie, like I go watch them like. If they put out 10-minute clips of these CG Transformers, like, fighting, I'd yeah. watch them in a heartbeat. I'm not going to pay 12 bucks to go see Mark Wahlberg like, no. I think we found a Transformer. And, like, sh- like all this crap. I don't care about the human characters. Like, I love Transformers. I grew up on Transformers. Yeah. Love that franchise. I actually really like the first Transformers movie. I think it's actually not that bad. Transformers 2 sucks. Transformers 3 it's like between sucks and okay. It's like that's the Revenge of the Fallen one, right? Revenge of the Fallen is the second one. That's the oh. one where there's the girl Transformer that like he goes to. Dude, college that was with so and, like, weird. So stupid. Also, so weird. Devastator had a ball sack. What, what? now? <laughs> remember that? Remember no. when? Uh, remember when like John Turturro is like under like on the pyramids of Giza underneath Devastator's ball sack, <laughs> which is like a like like metal balls. <laughs> remember that? No. <laughs> Dude, it's so dumb. And then the third one was the last one with Shia LaBeouf in it, Dark of the Moon. That one yeah. actually was kind of cool. It was like the Battle of Chicago. There was like a Predator Transformer. Yeah, that was pretty kind of sick. But like the worst, it was like Shia LaBeouf was like actually not bad in that movie. But he like they got rid of Megan Fox instead. Of, they got in this victorious and they got in angel, Rosie Huntington Whiteley. I don't even know who that is. That's Jason Statham's wife. Even worse. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Transformers 4, I don't even want to talk about it. I did, And then that was when I was like, I'm not going to see Transformers no. 5. Like, How many I, have they made no. now? Six, including Bumblebee. Sweet God. Yeah. And only two... Okay, I would say only three of them have been above not crap. <laughs> <laughs> Which was the one like, that they put a dinosaur in it. They were like, oh, wait, transforming cars isn't cool enough. Let's put a whole mother effing dinosaur. Transformers 4 brought in the Dinobots. The Dinobots in the cartoons 
really freaking cool. In the movie, they're literally just metal dinosaurs. They like because the Dinobots in the cartoons have this is a whole rant we're getting into, but like you know what, it's fine. <laughs> Hope you guys are enjoying. They made Grimlock like in the cartoon, like he's like kind of illiterate, but like he has a like he's a person, like he's a per like a like a dinosaur robot, like actually has, is sentient. Mm-hmm. In the movies, they just made him like they made him just a ant, like a like a dog. Like, like, just he's just he's just a dinosaur. Like, he's literally just a metal dinosaur. It's like these aren't transformers. These are literally just metal dinosaurs. I don't. What what happened to the, like? Ha! Huh? We're supposed to transform. They don't transform. And also, Optimus Prime is riding him. That's not how the Dinobots work. <laughs> they were like, oh, Game of Thrones. I see you. We can ride a dragon too. Optimus Prime does not ride the Dinobots. That's like me riding you. I'm not kidding. <laughs> like, no. No. Don't take that out of context, please, okay? Please you know what just, I meant. You meant, like, piggybacking. No. Like, if Josh was carrying me, like, on his back. Not like that, you know? Anyway. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Uh, this is why I need to not ever be on a podcast ever again. Oh, no. Um, let's talk about some bad movies we actually do enjoy, though. Okay. Like, and why we like them. All right. You go first. Well. <laughs> You're like, hey, let's talk about bad movies, but I can't think of any. <laughs> Let me look at my movie shelf. Um, oh, bad movies that I really like. Um, you know, I don't know if like, I think there's movies that I think aren't super popular with people, but that I really like. Um, Name one. I don't think. Well, I already mentioned Tron Legacy is a movie that like okay. most people don't like, but I think it's super slept on. Yeah, Man of Steel is another movie that actually I don't I understand why people, people don't like that movie because they don't think it's inherently like Superman. Like Superman wouldn't do this stuff. It's it's too depressing for Superman, and I'm like, is it? Give it. Give me a break. They humanize a superhero that if it's I, not I if he's not humanized, there's no reason to care. For him at all, yeah, because he's perfect. Mm-hmm. You so have to he, like he needs to have flaws, right? Like you need to give him character, and you can't give a statue, a granite statue. You can't give that character. That's yeah. one that I don't yeah. understand. I, That's that might be a movie hot take, but I think Man of Steel is really solid, and then uh, yeah. Batman vs Superman is hot poop, and then uh, the first <laughs> iteration of okay, Justice League one. was shite. Okay, so I'll say maybe that's my first example. I think Batman v Superman. Well, the the theatrical cut is like okay. Don't do this, I don't Grayson. think it's complete. I don't think it's. But the ultimate cut is amazing. Don't. It do is that. so good, oh. dude. It adds like thirty two minutes to the entire cut and completely like it makes the movie that much better. Like I'm, it, it takes it from like a seven. No, it takes it from like a six point five out of ten all the way to like a nine out of ten. I'm telling you, man. You ever seen the ultimate cut? Watch the ultimate cut. I don't know if I have. I might have seen just the theatrical cut, and it was. That's what I'm saying. That's what people are like. The theatrical cut is not like when you compare it to the ultimate cut. Like I can never watch the theatrical cut again. That's probably how the Snyder cut of Justice League is going to be for me. Oh, most likely, yeah. Justice League is. Yeah. Spider Man Three, I like. Amazing Spider Man Three or Spider Man Three, or no? There's only two Amazing Spider Mans, aren't there? Yeah. Spider-Man Three, I think, is actually a pretty good movie, but with some with some problems that I was, really, was not Sam Raimi's really fault. don't like. Topher Grace at all. Oh, he's bad. He's, he's not really good. Bad. He hasn't been good since. He's Dude, never. Topher been Grace good. is a good actor. No. Yeah, he is. No. What, dude? Did you watch that Black Mirror episode with him in it? No. Dude, I saw his face and I was like, "No, I'm good." He's, uh, in he wasn't even good in Black Klansman. They were like, you can play David Duke. Think about all the stuff you could do Dude, with this. And he was still he's like... he's good in that movie. No. 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 Nope. Come on, he's good. He was so okay. bland. I thought he was great. He literally played the same character in that 70s show. It's the same thing. Okay, well, I don't I don't. Convince show, me. So I don't it, know. Call me out on that, but I really feel like that '70s show, Topher Grace and Black Klansman, Topher Grace are the same thing plus racism. 
<laughs> okay. Okay. Sure. You got me. I don't know. I'm I'm about out of stuff, man. Like you gotta. What about you? What are what is a bad movie or a, a movie that is not universally loved that you absolutely love? Is it like the movie Kingdom of Heaven? Like a movie that you and Seth like really really love? I do enjoy that. Like, is that a movie that people don't like? Yeah, it's got like a fifty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It's like Ridley what? Scott, right? Yeah, it's Ridley yeah. Scott. Ridley Scott and I have a love hate relationship because he made probably the worst movie ever made. Aside from Vice, uh, Exodus, Gods and Kings is, pardon uh, my French, I don't even care. He didn't, a shit he didn't direct show. that movie, right? Do what? He didn't direct that movie, right? He wrote and directed it. No. It's effing no. awful. It's so no, bad. No, 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 no. Oh, no, we must see. Uh, it's so bad. Is, he has done a lot of stuff. Christian, let's put King. it this way. Christian Bale is bad in Exodus, Gods and Kings. Do you know how hard that, that is freaking, to do? They cast everybody, they whitewashed everybody in that movie, man. Oh, yeah. And they also got the uh, the British guy with the lisp that plays a bad guy in every movie. Joel Edgerton? No. Um, uh, he's in The Dark Knight Rises. He plays a businessman. Oh, Ben Mendelsohn. Yeah, Ben Mendelsohn. They right. got him in ben on Mendelsohn? it. He plays an Egyptian. I love, he's British. I love ben he's though. so white. He plays a crackhead in every third movie Dude. he's in, and he played Dude, an Egyptian. Dude, Aaron Paul is in this movie. Okay, okay. The only, the only. Okay, we're just, this is such a off the cuff episode. I apologize to everybody. No, um, this is why they're here. There is only in the ma- the main cast. Like out of okay, out of the first one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 10, 11, 12. Out of the first 12 people that pop up on the cast on Google, they're all uh, only, only like three or f- no, only two of them are not white. Everybody else is white. Christian Bale, yep. Joel Edgerton, Sigourney Weaver, Aaron Paul, John Turturro, Ben Kingsley, Ben Mendelsohn, Isaac Andrews. Like, yo. <sighs> Yeah, Ridley Scott is one of those directors that is very hit or miss. Hey, man. Um, ben Kingsley played Gandhi, so. In Exodus, Gods, and Kings? No, just in a movie about Gandhi. Oh, so was he, it good? I don't know. He just was Gandhi. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I never saw it. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, hey, if you're going to get a white guy to make him not white, like, he's done it before. He got us. He got a Scott. sir out of that movie. I think. I think that he was knighted for his portrayal of Gandhi. Ridley Scott did Black Hawk Down. Yeah, that's a really good movie. Oh my gosh! It all makes sense why William Fickner is in Modern Warfare Three. He was in Black Hawk Down. It makes sense now. Anyway, that's my revelation for today. Do you know who William Fickner is? No. He's uh, a guy, and uh, he was in Modern Warfare 3. He played Sandman. Um, he was a guy cool in Modern Warfare 3. Yeah, I guess. I was like, why did they choose him, of all people? He has like does not look like a military guy at all. What was William Fickner in? Uh, was he was he the bad guy in TMNT? The t- the... Yo, yeah, you want to talk about a revitalized uh, franchise that just hit the the fan? You know, I'm not going to lie. This is this might be very random, and this might be my take of a movie I liked that nobody else did, but the first remake of uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles wasn't that bad. And then the I second agree. one was awful. I didn't see the second one because, because it was the first so one was so bad. The first one was, like, good to me, but the second, like... I enjoyed the first one. I also enjoyed... Here's one. I enjoyed... Uh, Kong, not Kong. Sorry, hated Kong. Godzilla, the new Godzilla, the first the one. First one or the second one? The first one. I actually enjoyed the first Godzilla. It's okay. It's I feel right. like a lot of it's people good. were like, I remember actually when I walked in the theater, I was with a couple of friends and they went and saw a different movie, um, and I think I'd already seen it, which is why I didn't go. But I was like, yeah, I think I'm gonna go see Godzilla, and they were like, are you serious? That movie's gonna suck. I was like, no, I'm gonna gonna go check it out and then it came out and i was like actually wasn't dude, that bad and they were like okay, the shot okay the shot of all the guys 
halo jumping down into the city is one of the coolest shots maybe ever in cinema. Also, like, I, the I well, love okay. that shot. All right, let's let's calm down a little bit. The Dude, the silhouette like of Godzilla, Godzilla blowing cool that blue flame into the big old bat thing, super cool. Was that in the first one? Yeah. Did he fight something in the first one? Yeah, he fought a big old bat. It was oh, really dumb, but they had stuff. um uh was it Ken Watanabe? Yeah, they had Ken Watanabe in yeah. it to play a scientist from I think China. Uh, he's like, and he was like Let them fight. Ooh, big bad bat. And it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's really okay. that's probably terrible. I don't know. Yeah. Listen, I think we need to just like We probably should wrap just call it. it. We but, have digressed here, so hard. Okay, okay, before we wrap it up, I want you to concretely say three things that you that will make you enjoy a movie or three mo- like three aspects that you uh that will increase your enjoyability of a movie. Okay. Number 1 genre that I enjoy. So that could be sword and sandal, medieval kind of movie, uh western or comedy. I didn't even talk about this, but also thrillers slash mystery yeah. films. Big fan of those as well. Uh, so genre that I already enjoy plus um, director buy-in. So if there's a director that I've already seen a couple movies or even one movie that I really enjoyed, I'll watch more of their stuff. I'll just give them the benefit of the doubt. And then also an actor that I'm interested in. So any one or two or even all three of those three, I'll automatically watch a movie. I would come up with three of my own, but um, you pretty much nailed all the same ones for me, even though our, like, I'll say my genres may not align with your genres, but they're pretty similar because we, I wouldn't say we have super dissimilar movie tastes, clearly. Otherwise, we probably wouldn't be doing this because we'd be getting in arguments all the time. Yep. Um, <laughs> but I'll say probably the last thing, which is just a goofy thing, is like, if you got neon lights in your movie, I'm really going to like it. Like I'm probably actually that's, that's not true. true. I watched I watched I watched Polar and one is one of the worst movies. Oh I've my ever god! Seen in my life, I, I hate that movie so much. And that I movie turned it like off after vibe. ten minutes. I watched it's the so first bad, three dude. scenes of that movie and I was like, "This is hot trash." Yeah, yeah. However, John Wick, the better version of Polar, yeah, that movie has a ton of neon lights in it. Super and good. I'm all for it. Love John Wick. So yeah, what Josh said and neon lights. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you wrap us up and uh, and get us on out of here? All right, that's gonna be it for this random rant about movies. Uh, if you want, so sorry. Yeah, if you want to follow us on Instagram, we're on there at Rising Action underscore. We hadn't really been posting on there in a while, but you know, failure. Uh, well, <laughs> kidding. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Josh Johnson ninety eight with two N's, and you can follow Grayson on Instagram and Twitter and Letterboxd at Tradester eight. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode or if you enjoy what we do here, leave us a like, give us a review, tell us what you think. We don't even care if it's negative. I would, I mean, I would prefer it be positive, but you know, prefer positive. Let's, but you know, if you, if you really, really, really hated it, please feel free. You know what? You got to do what you got to do. Um, so with that, Grayson, you got any, uh, you got any final thoughts here? Uh, 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 you're trash, Brock. That's a quote from Spider-Man 3 against Topher Grace because we were talking about how bad Topher Grace is. Anyway, see you guys.